counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first visit, I'm so glad that you found me. How are you today? I hope you're having a good day. Now, I'm always interested to know what questions you might have. And I really love it when people reach out with an idea for a podcast episode. And sometimes I just ask for ideas. So this week's podcast came about when Joe from joannaluisetherapy.com answered a call I put out on Instagram. I sort of asked, you know, do you have any questions for me? And she told me that she'd love some ideas about how to combat loneliness as a therapist. And I thought, God, that is such a good That is such a good topic, isn't it? Because it's just sadly quite common amongst therapists. So let's have a little look about, you know, loneliness for therapists. Well, I remember when I first started out in private practice and I was so excited. And after all that training, after all that placement work, now I finally had my own practice. So it was like really, really exciting. But something that you often don't realise is that it can be quite lonely work. Well, why is it more lonely for us than anybody else? Not anybody else, but why why is it lonely for counsellors? Well, I think for me, the thing is that you, you might see a lot of clients, so you might see people all day, you know, if, depending on your working hours. So you could see a lot of people, but they're not actually friends, are they? I mean, you're not just having a chitty chat and shooting the breeze. In fact, as a counsellor, when you think about it, it's all give, give, give. We focus completely on the client. And the only time we take is when we receive our fee. And that's the way that we keep our balance. So in TA terms, if you like a bit of transactional analysis, and if you've been listening to this for a while, you'll know I do like a little bit of transactional analysis. But in TA terms, that's I'm okay, you're okay. Now, if you work in a shared workplace, you might bump into other people in the kitchen, have a bit of a catch up and a giggle. But what about if you work from home? Or what about if you work from an office space and there aren't other people around? Well, there are so many benefits to working by yourself, so many benefits to working from home. But definitely one of the downsides is that you will most often just simply be on your own. And it can get pretty lonely working on your own with no one to chat with no one to share a couple with. Do you feel like that? Have you ever felt like that? It's it's not nice, is it? And because of the work we do, we can't even do that thing when we share our day with a partner when they come home. So, you know, you can't be, you know, you can't come home and say, oh God, I've had a mare of a day. This thing happened, that thing happened because we have confidentiality issues. So when you come home from work, you can't just have a little bit of a gossip with your partner about, you know, what's happened in your day, because so much of what's happened in your day is all covered by confidentiality. So again, that can leave you feeling really alone around your work because you just can't share it. Not in any real sense, can you? So yeah, that's one of the reasons that, well, that's why we feel so alone in counselling, isn't it? Because the work we do is just very, very solitary and it's all confidential. So so given that that's how, how things are, 
let's take a look at just a few ideas you might try just to stop you from feeling alone. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just some ideas that I've come up with. And it would be absolutely fantastic if you've got some ideas that you can share with me and I sort of, I can put those out as well. So just before I start, actually, I just want to reiterate something with you because one of my favourite sayings of all time, and again, if you've been listening to the, this podcast, you know, for a while, you'll have heard this lots of times and that is your business, your rules. And it's definitely one of my favourites. Now, if you're used to working a nine to five job, then this freedom can kind of take a little bit of getting used to because the truth is you can choose your working hours, you can choose your work patterns. So you can choose to do things at times that suit you, but that can be hard to get used to. Sometimes you can be, you know, you can think to yourself, I can't do this thing in the, I can't do such and such in the day. I can't stop and go out for lunch because we're so used to being in a situation where we, we aren't allowed to, but it's a beautiful thing when you're self-employed because you absolutely can. Now, have you ever heard of time blocking? Now, you might have done. It's, it's quite, you know, it's not an uncommon thing. Time blocking is a really simple way of taking control of your diary, well, and your life for that matter. And it's an absolute game changer. Now, the beauty of time blocking is that you plan out your days to be how you want them to be. And you plan them out in advance. And that includes time off and social, t- you know, social time. So you can plan social times and lunch with a friend and you can enjoy your, your time off without guilt because it's all part of your weekly plan. So you know you'll be able to get everything you need done as well as having this time for you. Now, I did do a podcast about it, podcast number 24. So be sure to take a listen and I'll share a link somewhere around where, I've, where, where you found this recording. So yeah, that's episode 24 and it's called managing your diary with time blocking. So go and have a little look at that. Time blocking is really a game changer, to be honest. And time blocking, great for procrastination as well. I We all struggle with procrastination, let's, let's admit it. <laughs> so this is a great way to handle procrastination too. Okay, I've thought of six different things to try. Like I say, this is not an exhaustive list, but these are just some things maybe to just dip your toe into. Now, the first thing, okay, I've got to mention this, join the Grow Your Private Practice membership. Yes, that's my membership. And of course, I'm going to talk about it because the membership has such a friendly and supportive group that's part of it. So whilst you're learning about growing your practice, you also get to connect with your peers. You get to support other people and be supported as well. And we chat about all sorts in the group. I mean, yes, we chat about counselling and marketing. But we have specific days to have a vent and get something off our chest and specific, can't say it, specific days to celebrate, specific days to share, all sorts of different things. And the support really is second to none. You know, people always, you know, when they, when it's time to leave the group, they, you know, nearly always say how much they've enjoyed the group. So, you know, it's there and you can come and join us. So come and see for yourself. If you join the Grey Private Practice membership, look, if it's not for you, all you have to do is let me know within 14 days and I'll refund you. So it's like no risk. You can come and try it out and just have a look around and that's absolutely fine. 
But in the three years or so that we've been there, it's only happened, I think, twice. So come and say hi, you know, come and have a look, see how it'll help you. So the next thing, make use of your break time. So you should be having some breaks in your days. You should be having some breaks between seeing clients. You should be having lunch breaks. So how can you make the use of this time so that it's not just going to be wasted, really? Well, you could do something like phone a friend or, you know, it could be a counselling friend. It could be somebody, you know, that's that's another counsellor. It could be a non-counselling friend. And you could maybe phone them up and say, hey, do you fancy coffee or would you fancy some lunch? You know, let's face it, isn't this what being your own boss is all about? You can say to yourself, right, you know, this, you, you can make it part of your time blocking. You could even do something. This feels so decadent. You could even do something like going to the cinema. Yes, in the day. I mean, how does that sound? So you could even go for a film with a friend. You could go for a film on your own. But I suppose that doesn't help with the loneliness, but it's quite good fun. So, yeah, have a little look. Are there any local clubs around in your local area, like maybe yoga or something like that, which is a chance to meet with others and kind of just be around people, really? So, yeah, use use your break time and make your break time be a chance to connect with others so that that can help to combat that loneliness. So another thing you can do is to get out and about as part of your marketing activities. Now, I talk a lot about getting yourself out there Uh, taking yourself off to a coffee shop or a library or to a pub to do some planning, to do some writing. And for me, this is a really good compromise because A, I'm a massive introvert and B, I have things to do, but I just want a change of scenery and just to be around people. Just, you know, you can have a little bit of a chat with the person serving you and that sort of thing. So I really highly recommend this. Now, if you're a member of the Grey Private Practice Club, you'll know that I've just shared my three-step brainstorming process in the monthly planning for success meeting, which is brilliant for coming up with social media ideas. So you can take yourself off to a coffee shop or wherever, and you can just do some some, um, brainstorming. And it just kind of helps, you know, it just helps to get out and about. So the next thing you could try is counsellors networking groups. So what you can do is either have a look around or have an ask around and see if there are any local networking groups specifically for counsellors that you can join. Now, you could also have a look on the BACP website. They sometimes have um, networking events specifically for counsellors, but just ask around. And if there isn't one, just consider starting one. Now, I started the Lincoln Counsellors Network that is ages ago now, and it was ace. Though I say so myself, it was brilliant and I really enjoyed it. So we'd meet one Saturday a month in the morning. And because I'm me, you know, I always have to go the extra mile. So I used to get a speaker in for the event. Now, the speaker could be someone that was actually in the group or it could be somebody that got in specially. And it was a really great mix of just socialising with other people and CPD. So you could manage to get a little bit of CPD in there as well. And afterwards, we'd go off to Weatherspoons for a cheeky lunch And, you know, everybody became friends. We got to know other people in the local area and it was brilliant. But look, you don't have to go that far. Like I say, I always take things too far. You could start by just contacting other local counsellors and offering to meet up for a coffee and just see how that goes. So, yeah, give that a go. But you could go to other business networking groups. Now, thankfully, the world's opening up again after COVID, isn't it? So you could go to a business networking meeting. 
Now, these have the double whammy of both helping you with the know, like and trust factor. And if you don't know what that is, it's when people buy things from or do business with or use the services of people that they know, like and trust. So by actually meeting you, people will know that you're a great person to refer to. And that's really fantastic. But in my experience, going to a networking event is that it's not just about business. Networking really is about making business acquaintances and more importantly, making friends in the local area. So I've had Fifi Mason on as a guest a couple of times. She was actually on last week. Fifi and I met at a networking event locally. She's actually local to me. And we just hit it off and became friends. And I think we had a coffee and I can't really remember now, but you know, we we ended up becoming friends and she's only from the next village village to me. So that's how networking can work. Now there are loads and loads of different networking groups around from the very formal like BNN to something called WIRE, W-I-R-E, which stands for Women in Ru- Women in Rural England, I think. It might not be. I haven't checked it actually. I just assume that's what it's called, but it's WIRE, W-I-R-E. Uh, which is, it's an all-female group. And some of the meetings are at breakfast time, some are at lunchtime, some are in the evening. So there's really something for everyone. So I, I really recommend that you give it a go. Networking can be a fantastic thing to do. Another thing that you could consider is to do some volunteering. Now, just before you hold your hands up in horror, look, I am not suggesting for one moment that you volunteer to be a counsellor. You know, that's not what I'm saying here. In fact, what I'm not saying is do, you know, don't do anything to do with caring for others because really you do so much caring for others. I think it's about looking at things that sort of help you, sort of filling your emotional stocks, not depleting them further. So, you know, have a think about the sorts of things that you could do. So you could do something like join an amateur dramatic society or get involved in local nature conservation or, you know, anything like that. Again, ask around, do a Google search, see what's going on in your local area so that you can get involved. Now, like I say, this is in no way an exhaustive list of ideas. So if you have some ideas, please let me know and I'll share them around. So today we've had a look at why as a counsellor you might feel a bit lonely. And I've also shared six really simple things to try. So my question now is, which are you going to try first? take action. You know, it's all very well learning about these things, but it's all about taking action. So I'd love to know what action are you going to take? Maybe you'll start your own counsellors networking event. That would be really exciting, wouldn't it? So Joe, I hope this has given you a few ideas and thanks again for the question. Now, do you have any, any questions that you'd like me to answer? If you do, just contact me and let me know. Now, the best places to find me Um, is on LinkedIn so if you do a search for Jane Travis and it's Jane without a Y come over and connect with me I'd love to see you there or if you're on Instagram just do a search for at grow your private practice and again just just drop me a DM let me know what your question is now if you've enjoyed this episode be a friend share it with your counselling peers and again like I say come and say hi to me I'd really love that so that's it for this week I hope you found that useful and if you are feeling lonely then take action. You know, you don't have to feel lonely. There are lots of things you can do. So take action and make a change in your life. Have an absolutely fantastic week and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Take really good care of yourself. Bye. 
you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.